Welcome to this week's Planet Shakers podcast. Planet Shakers Conference Presence 2024 is coming up this January. We believe God's tangible presence can transform your life as you hear His Word and respond to His calling. So join us for Planet Shakers Conference in Melbourne from January 11th to 13th, 2024, as well as Brisbane Conference on January 19th and 20th. You can register now for $60 by visiting register.planetshakers.com. Hey, I want to preach to you this afternoon on the, on the topic of delighting in God. Call it, I delight. Why don't we just say that, I delight. And we're gonna read from, uh, you know, I just believe this is such a key for victory in our lives. And sometimes it may, listen, it may not seem related. It may not seem militant. But sometimes the keys that God gives us to walking in, and not just, listen, not just a moment of victory, but a whole lifestyle of victory, amen? God, God brings about specific victories in our life, but the reality is walking with Jesus is victory after victory after victory. And every victory gives momentum and authority for the next victory. So if we're gonna walk in that lifestyle of overwhelming victory, then this is a key right here. Come on, let's look at Psalm 37, verse four and five. Two simple verses that are so powerful. It says, delight, yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in Him and He will act. Such amazing verses. I I mean, I just love that first one. Delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. Isn't that powerful? Isn't that encouraging? That your God desires to give you the desires of your heart. But you know, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. It keeps standing out to me. This um, arrangement that we have with God, it's a a partnership that He invites us into. Perhaps you're living in that or maybe you're not and, and you're not aware of that. But listen, God doesn't desire for us to just be around the things of God. He doesn't desire that we would know Him through somebody else. And listen, He doesn't even... Uh, This might even sound wrong saying it like this, but it's not even that God desires that we're just His servants and we just do whatever He says. Of course, we're His servants, but it's even deeper than that. He desires that we step into this partnership with Him, this relationship where you and I, we get to be involved in the miraculous as we play our part, but we allow God to play His part. And I've discovered, I've been learning that this is such an important part of the arrangement is I need to understand what are the parts for me to play so that I can allow God to play the parts that only God can play. How many of us here, we we wanna see things and witness things that only God could do? Come on, you wanna see His power? I'm sure there's more of us than that. You wanna stand back and say, only God could have brought that about. Only God could have turned that around. Only God could have provided. Only God could have healed. I don't know about you, but that makes me excited. But I want those things, but to be involved in those things, then I play my part and allow Him to play His part. So I'm gonna put this verse back up again and I just wanna highlight something to you today so that we can delineate between these these two parts in the partnership. So let's put these first highlights up. Here is your part. Delight, commit, trust. Do you see that they are three things that you and I, the Scripture is saying, these are things for you to do. You delight yourself in the Lord. 
You commit your way to God. You trust in Him. But now let's look at the other part. Let's throw the other highlights up and the things that God says He will do. He will give and He will act. Man, that's a good place to get excited. I don't know about you, but I love the thought that God promises. He says He will give and He will act. Is there anybody here that needs God to act on their behalf? You need God to move on your behalf and you're interested in the things that God desires to give. Come on, just give me a wave as a witness. That's me, that's me, that's me, that's me. They're the things that God says, I wanna do this, but here's your part to play. uh, Delight, commit, trust. And, And can I give you a quick encouragement on this? Those three things, you and I, we can do them. This isn't too hard. It's not too complicated. I love that about God. Things with Him are actually far more simple sometimes than we make them, right? Doesn't mean they're always easy, but they're simple. It's uncomplicated, it's uncluttered. We can do that. But God says, here's what I desire to do. And so we're gonna look at these three things. We're gonna start at the end and work backwards here. We're gonna start with trust, okay? And these are so important. Why don't you just stay, Pastor Scott? It's a nice vibe. I appreciate you. Listen, there are so many times in Scriptures where the key is doing something Active that prompts, brings about a victory. God uses something very active. How many enjoyed winter in the Word, man? And just looking at all these examples of victory throughout the Scriptures. Wasn't that amazing? Just victory after victory. God always leads His people to victory. And I don't, I don't know if you noticed, but as I was looking at it, I noticed that often God will prompt someone with some like heroic act that's like a catalyst then for a victory for, for all the people. But then there are other times, and that's important, and by the way, that maybe God wants to use you as an urban life coach or just somebody that's a member of an urban life. Don't underestimate what you bring to that urban life because your act of faith prompts victory for other people. And and so let's not underestimate what it is that we can all bring to the equation, right? But then there are plenty of other examples as well, plenty of other times where it's almost doing nothing is the key for victory. But it's not actually doing nothing. It's just that God says, don't do something that I'm not prompting. And sometimes there's a moment where actually the most faith-filled action that you can do is to wait and to trust and to say, God, I'm going to allow the space here for what only You could do. I don't know about you, but I'm like, I'm a proactive person. I like getting involved. I just get into stuff. <laughs> Very funny. Just, yeah, okay. Well, sometimes I get too involved and I need to just, hey, allow God to do something here. It, like, it's been a long journey, but we're, we're learning some things, all right? You've got to let God do these things. Trust. But listen, trusting is not doing active, sorry, is not doing nothing. Trusting is an active role. Trusting is the act sometimes of withholding your hand in order to see His get involved. Trusting is to keep going. Trusting is to keep giving. Trusting is to keep obeying. It's to keep being the human, allowing God to be God. Amen. Uh, There's an amazing story in Exodus 14. Just as the people had come out of, God has set them free, you know. And yet here they were, they've got the army on one side and and they've got a a body of water on the other side and they're freaking out. And God, what are we supposed to do in this moment? But I love this in verse 13, Moses said to the people, listen to this, this is a word for somebody here. It says, fear not, 
stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord, which He will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You have only to be silent. The spiritual key for victory in this moment was to do nothing. Just be silent. Hey, take a moment here to not get too involved, not freak out, not not get your hands all over this thing so there's no room for God. God's not interested in having an arm wrestle with us, right? Where our hands are there and He's trying to get our hands out so He can get His hands involved. I thought about it this week. Um, Our daughters were just out the back of the house. They were playing around and Elle put her helmet on. But in the process, she got a finger stuck in this little, the little, bit that you, you know, extends, whatever. And it was just one of those plastic arrangements where you can get it in, but you can't really get it out. And the more that she's struggling to pull her finger out, the tighter that that the pressure around her finger is becoming. And she begins to freak out more and more and more. So I can hear the squawks, I can hear the complaints, but my response in the middle of that, instead of freaking out, is to actually say, wait, hold on a second, stop. Stop struggling and allow me to free up your hand right now. But if you want me to be able to free up your hand, you need to stop wriggling your hand because the wriggling is not helping. I think sometimes our Father says the same thing to us. Hey, the wriggling is not helping. If you want my hand involved, you need to stop struggling to try and get free. I know you feel the pressure. But sometimes in the middle of the pressure of circumstance where everything inside of us wants to get involved, actually the key is to stop. I trust You, God. There's something so powerful about peace. There's something so intimidating to the enemy about peace in the middle of a storm. Because peace is just like, it's it's a witness and it's an insinuation that there must be an authority behind this peace. There must be a reason that you can afford to have peace. There must be something you know that says, I don't need to get involved. I trust. That's a word for somebody here. Listen, you're in the middle of something. Don't make any mistake about it. God is bringing about a victory. But in the middle of this moment of victory, wait, stop, trust. But again, trusting doesn't lead to nothing. Look at the next verse after Moses told the people to fear not, stand firm and just see, just be silent. Then the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Israel to go forward. Lift up your staff, stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it that the people of Israel may go through the sea on dry ground. In other words, in one moment, stop, trust, God is gonna do this. But that moment of waiting on the Lord led to the next moment which prompted victory. Now there's a command. Now take a step of faith. Don't stop here, keep going. But in order to have that moment of victory, there needs to be that moment of trust. Then there's commit. Commit your way to the Lord. The Hebrew word here is actually like, for for commit is like, it's talking about rolling something, like rolling a weight off your shoulders onto somebody else. In fact, the Amplified uh, version here in verse five, it says, commit your way to the Lord, roll and repose each care of your load onto Him. Trust, lean on, rely on and be confident also in Him and He will bring it to pass. I gotta get good at this. This is the part that I can play. I don't have to understand. I don't have to just focus on why am I feeling this weight and try and solve, but something I, I've gotta get 
deliberately professional at in my Christian life is daily rolling the care of my responsibilities onto the Lord. I've got to cast my cares onto the Lord. Why? Because He's the Lord of my life. So everything that's going on in my life actually belongs to Jesus. And He is the one that has the authority and the capacity to bear that load. So I don't know what you're carrying at the moment, but man, there's a lot of, if we allow ourselves to, it's possible to just be so loaded down with cares and concerns and responsibilities and stuff and things and, and just things going on. But this is the, this is the thing we've got to get good at rolling, just moving the weight of those things onto the Lord. I, I can feel the Holy Spirit just I- encouraging some of us right now saying, maybe He's pointing it out an area in your life and you've been carrying it and it's been weighing you down and you wanna live in victory, but you feel too weighed down to walk in victory. Well, listen, before you even see that thing solved, something that we've gotta play our part in is we have to roll that onto the Lord. Amen. So trust, commit. Delight. Man, I love this one. And God just keeps bringing me back here just all year. I've been looking at this as such a key for me of walking in victory is delighting in God. What does this mean? Be happy about Him and take exquisite delight in Him. Exquisite. What a great word. Exquisite. Means deliberately redirect your emotions toward Him. It means to fasten and fix your desires on Him and to look in detail and wonder. I've got three simple points for you to help us with this understanding of delighting in God, okay? You ready for this? The first one is delight really just means to fill your mind and deliberately think about who He is. And while that's almost too simple, we forget and and it seems too simple that we brush over it sometimes and we rush onto the more important things, but we miss the, 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 the potency of what it is to let our minds be filled with who God is. You know, recently um, as we were away on tour, we were coming home and on uh, one of the long flights and I just found myself just sitting there and I was looking through some photos on my phone. I missed my family. We'd been away for a little while. So I was looking at photos of my daughters and my wife. And and then I found myself there for about 30 minutes. I lost track of time. I wasn't even looking at photos anymore. I was sitting there just thinking about them. Now, I'm not trying to sound like, oh, that's so nice. But I just mean, it wasn't hard for me to do. No one had to convince me to do it. No one was twisting my arm like it was a disciplined act. No, I got carried away in it. I was thinking about my daughter. I was thinking about, I can't wait to lift them up, give them a big hug. I was thinking about funny things that they say and pictures that they'd drawn me and, and, and sent, Susan had sent it to me on my phone. Like just thinking about all of these things, but I got carried away in letting my mind being filled with the delight of who I love. And it wasn't hard to do but it was so refreshing to do it. Man, can I encourage you, how much more should you and I be able to and deliberately say, I'm gonna fill my mind with the wonder and the goodness of who my God is. I'm gonna think about what He's said to me. I'm gonna think about what He's done in my life. I'm gonna think about His goodness, His faithfulness. I'm gonna think about His promises that are yes and amen over my life. I'm going to begin to imagine even what God might wanna do. 
And listen, if you start to do that and, and, and you, then you're prompted and you feel convicted and you're like, oh, but I don't feel so close. That's okay. This is a great place to start because it will inevitably draw you into desire and you'll say, oh God, I long to be close with you again. Listen, if you don't feel close to God, you know what's not gonna help you? just feeling distant and deciding, I don't know what to do, I'm just feeling distant. That won't change anything. But allowing the Holy Spirit to spark desire in your heart is the place where things begin to change because He's drawing you in. So respond to Him. Let your heart be drawn in. Delight in Him. So fill your mind. It's so simple, but it's so powerful. Fill your mind. Then the other thing here is is to stop up the gaps, plug up the holes. It's literally the opposite of worry. It's the antidote. It's like positive worry. It's the right kind of meditating is to dwell and begin to think about God this way. Can I read you from verse 1 of Psalm 37? It says this, it says, Fret not yourself because of evildoers. For starters, that's a great just statement. Fret not. Just tell somebody around you, fret not. The challenge, your homework this week is to use that in a sentence without even, you know, stopping. That just needs to be your answer to somebody this week. Fred, not! I am here. Just try it, you know. Anyway, fret not yourself because of evildoers. Be not anxious or envious, sorry, of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. In other words, to summarise, it's saying instead of worrying about the things that you can't control, which is a life drainer and begins to leak all of the things that you actually are filled up with, you begin to leak and drain those things out of worry of the things that we can't even control, right? But instead of that, be filled up, allow those holes to be plugged up so that you can be filled to overflowing and live an overflowing life. So delight in God. Our, our society today, we live more life drained than ever before. People are running on empty and we keep being medicated for things and we keep trying new methods and we think if I, work, if I do this new workout routine and then I get 3.5 hours a day to myself and I need to do all of these endless amount of things, then I'll finally feel refreshed. And the problem with it is it lasts a few moments and then life comes back. Oh! I've got to do it again tomorrow. We keep doing more and more things to try and be refreshed, but it never lasts because we've got too many holes in our buckets because we're still worrying about all of these things that we can't control. Listen, an answer to this is instead of having your emotions directed toward things you can't control, redirect them. So I can do this. I'm gonna focus on the one who deserves my delight, who deserves my attention. I'm gonna be refreshed. I'm gonna be filled up. I'm gonna let the joy of the Lord be my strength. I'm gonna walk into the battle that I might be facing, but I'm walking in full to overflowing. Listen, it's possible and not just possible, it's what Jesus told us that He came to give life to its fullness. It is possible to live constantly overflowing, like day to day. I'm not, I'm not talking about this like it's, it's too good to be true. No, this is what we are called to live in, an overflowing, victorious Christian life. Come on, that's available to you. You say, oh, but I haven't been living so well. Well, put that aside. What's available to you is an overflowing life. But fill up, delight yourself. And here's the third thing, I'll finish with this. Delight in me, you know, it means to fill your mind. It's the opposite of worry. 
and it means to fill your heart and to have a good feed. Mm. You know, another emphasis here, translating that word to delight is to gorge yourself upon. Yum! Listen to Psalms 37 verse 3, which was before those two verses, by the way, before it says delight in the Lord. Listen to this in the American Standard Version. Trust in Jehovah and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on His faithfulness. Feed. Sit down and feast on the wonder of who He is. When you're empty, nowhere to go to fill up. I go hungry because I forget to sit down and feast. Doing religious activity won't fill me up. Having a holiday and going to the beach doesn't guarantee that I'll be filled up. Even getting the miracle I'm believing for doesn't doesn't guarantee that I'll stay filled up. I'll celebrate what God has done, but this is a responsibility and an opportunity I have to stay filled up when I delight in the Lord. But here's, here's the thing, it's Psalms 23 says, You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemy. Doesn't it? But here's what I was thinking about. What's, what, what that, that's so good of God to prepare a table for me. But it won't do me much good if I just sit at the table. The only benefit that will have is if I actually sit down and eat. You don't get full from just sitting at the table. And, and, and you don't get full spiritually. You don't guarantee getting full just because you turn up to church. Am I too far away? Can you see my smile? It's a cheeky one. (laughs) Just being around the things of God doesn't guarantee that I live refreshed. That's like sitting at a table but not actually eating. You know what I mean? It smells good. It, it, It might feel good to be around the family and have a good time. But I can leave just as empty as the way that I sat down if I don't actually stop. This is actually so good. Country in our complex. I don't eat cereal. Just want you to know that. But if I did, it'd be crunchy nut cornflakes. Or cocoa pops. Who prefers cocoa pops? Crunchy nut cornflakes, can I get a witness, anybody? More hands, there's more hands. I should probably keep preaching, but they're really good. Feast, I'm feasting. In fact, I'm gonna leave them down the front of the altar later if you want. I might just pour them out actually. We all can come to the edge of the stage. Be a good response, don't you think? Come on, all who are hungry, come to me. Anyway, he's the crunchy nut cornflakes of life. It's the bread of life, toast and Anyway, but the point is, it's delighting in the Lord that is the sitting down and feasting. What's the point? Hey, don't listen, don't believe what we believe and walk through this life with an empty stomach. That ain't on God, that's on us. Because He's prepared the table. He says, I'm enough for you, but it's on you to delight in me. I will give you the desires of your heart. I will act on your behalf, but it's on you to fill up. Let's, why don't we stand to our feet? Can we, can we just do these first few things first? Let's do trust 
and commit. Let's trust Him. Come on, what is it that you have got your hands so involved in? God, I need this solved. I need this solved. I'm trying to stand in faith. Hey, wait, wait, wait on God. Trust. Feeling the pressure and, and, and reacting to the pressure out of fear will never will never position me for the victory that God has for me. No, waiting on the voice of the Holy... Ask Saul about it, by the way. It didn't turn out so well for him. King Saul in the Bible, he can hear the pressure of the people. I need to get involved in this. And God says, I never asked you to get involved in that. That was not the key for victory. The victory was wait, wait, wait for my presence. Wait for the man of God that represented the very presence of God. Wait for my presence because in my presence, there's the answer, there's the solution. Come on, why don't we lift our hands to Him right now? Why don't we lift our hands? Matter of fact, actually, sorry, put them back down. This is a, this is a you know, next for my next assignment. Why not, if we, if we just have some area that we need to just trust and commit, why don't we actually respond? Get out of our seats and, and come to the altar if you want or get somewhere in an aisle or get somewhere where you can just make this deliberate decision. I'm gonna entrust this to You. I'm gonna commit this to You. I'm gonna roll this onto You, God. And let me really encourage some of you that don't normally maybe get out of your seat, don't normally respond. Come on, don't, don't sit at the table but not eat. Come on. We're in the presence of God, but let's fill ourselves up. Hey, we're going to trust. Now as we're responding, why don't we lift our hands to Him? Come on, have a conversation with Him today. Say, God, I trust You. I trust You. I, tr- I will wait on You. I'll wait on the Lord and renew my strength while I wait up. I'll trust in You, God. I can do this. I can do this. Hey, if you need to say sorry because you've got too involved, then just repent. Say, sorry, God, I give that back to You. I want what only You can do. And I want those keys to victory. But first, I'm gonna trust, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna wait. Now, why can I afford to trust? Because I know who He is. He will not fail me. He will not leave me when I walk through the water. I will not drown. When I go through the fire, I will not be burned. Because I know who's with me. So I can trust. Oh man, I feel just a wave of His presence here. Just releasing people, just lifting off burdens. Just loosening the load. Oh, we trust You, Lord. Oh, we trust You. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Let's do something. Let's do something strangely. I just I felt this before and it's, it's awkward to be honest, but I'm just gonna do it again. Let's do some spiritual warfare, but it's, un, it's unorthodox maybe. Are you ready for it? Sometimes the enemy doesn't expect this one, but sometimes you can, when you position yourself in peace, so everybody, let's, let's do this. Put your shoulders back. Come on, put some confidence on in the Lord. Decide. I know this is funny, but decide. No, I trust Him. And now you ready? Let's have 30 seconds of silence. You ready? But close your eyes and go, nah, just make a decision now. I trust, I trust. I don't even need to fight. And that's enough because otherwise I don't know what to do next. But listen, sometimes I don't even need to argue with the enemy. No, 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 no. 
trust. Now, that's the trust part. Let's commit. Are you ready to just roll some things onto God? Come on, let's lift our hands again. You've been carrying a weight that you should, carrying a responsibility. Come on, like even up the back, let's lift our hands. Now, just do something to represent. Roll it onto God. Give it to Him. Yeah, that's it. Cast your cares on Him. Man, this is deliverance right now. Cast your worries onto Him. Hey, cast it onto Him. It belongs to You, Jesus. You are the Lord of my life. You're in control. You are the Lord of all. Hey, now, 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 now let's lift our hands. And now let's begin to redirect the emotions away from the worry, away from everything else. And let's put it on the Lord. Let's put it on the Lord. Thanks for joining us today. I hope that your faith was filled and you were encouraged. If you have any prayer requests or want to connect with us further, search for us on our social media at Planet Shakers. We'd love to hear from you.